0: Before we jump in, we'd like to give a warning that this episode contains intense gun violence. Though we have done this in the past, we thought it proper not only in light of recent events around the world, but also as part of our growing commitment to make this show more accessible and inclusive to our fans. The team here at Ars Paradoxica have thought long and hard about how we wish to continue to portray gun violence and other heavy subjects on the show. Please stay tuned, after the credits, for a roundtable on the subject with myself, Daniel, and Tozaman, the writer of episode 14, Previously, on R's Paradoxica.
1: So Odor is like a real thing again? Even more so. It's a totally different animal. What we're doing would make your head spin. If the event like the one that brought me here ever occurred again, it could ruin everything I created. Hell, it might even ruin my first jump from 20... 20- the timepiece, our anchor field inhibitor array, it was supposed to levitate things, not move them back in time. And because of Rainbow, the only direction I can travel is back. It only works for one-way trips. It's been six years since I was reborn in Philadelphia, and nobody cares. Where's my cake? Where's my party? What the... Someone just fell in the water. The shit! How do you know who God. I am?
2: You aren't even gonna ask me if I'm alright?
1: I just saw you appear from thin air. If you know who I am, then you know I have every right to be just as paranoid as I damn well please. What are you doing here?
2: How rude. I'm from... One moment.
1: Oh, God! <coughs> uh. Jeez, just at least turn your head away.
2: I'm sorry. I'll try to... Oh, oh, <coughs> uh. Okay. I'm done. <laughs> Sorry about. Oh my god! <laughs>
1: there can't be anything left in you at this point. Wait a minute. Hey, Give me... hey that's mine. Yeah, what the hell is this?
2: It's my recorder.
1: I know that, but it's too nice. It's too new. Yes, well,
2: I, w- I was trying to explain.
1: Where are you from? Or should I say, when are you from?
2: Okay, if you if you could see yourself right now, you'd be looking at the
1: craziest eyes you've ever seen. Can you can you please just settle down and let me explain? Fine, sorry, I just I just always wanted to say that. When I first landed here, I was throwing up everywhere too, and uh, Wickman was a lot nicer to me about it. Wickman? Okay, I'm going to need some answers right now, unless you want to go back in the drink.
2: Doctor Nikhil Sharma at your service, and and at your mercy as well. Thank you for not letting me drown and. Um, I I landed here because, sorry, my memory is suddenly lacking.
1: Time travel's a bitch. Doctor, this recorder, your clothes, are you from 20... Yes. And landed here. Nobody else has ever come here from that far in the future.
2: And you're Sally Grissom. I remember the pictures.
1: Um, please don't touch my face.
2: Is this Point of
1: Exile? We're in Philadelphia. Why are you here? How do you know who I am?
2: Listen, I'm happy to answer all these questions in due time, but first, can you get me some...
1: <coughs> Doctor? Doctor Sharma? <sighs> Happens to everyone on their first time. Partridge! Partridge! cartridge you won't believe this but i just found someone he just landed here from the future like me he had a recorder on him i i think the water messed it up i can't tell if it's still recording maybe you could look into getting it working again i want to see what's on it i i need to know what this guy's up to before he wakes up again i'll call you when i find out more room 222, please.
3: And a very pleasant hello to you too, miss. Please hold for just one moment.
1: This is Esther Roberts. Roberts! I'm so glad I caught you. Sally? Where are you? Yeah, that's the thing. Roberts, I'm sorry. I, I'm really glad you brought me out here and all, but, um, I can't come back with you just yet. Um, well, you see, it's just that, um, I I want to spend a few extra days in New York. Uh, huh? Yeah, you know, see some plays, go see Times Square before it's covered uh, in... Didn't you do that already? Sally, where have you been? It, it doesn't matter. Listen, please, just go. I'll be back in Colorado soon enough. That's fine, Sally. Roberts? Are you... you sound... Are you alright? Did something happen? It's fine. It's nothing. I can't make you do anything you don't want to do. Goodbye, Sally. Okay, that, that was weird. So you're free. You bounce back fast. Sally, look at this.
2: Bobby Castellini at the library bar. House Hotel. Do you like jazz? Listen, we really don't have much time. Look, I'll, I'll tell you everything you need to know. I'm going to faint again if we don't get something to eat. Besides, we're 1949. We could be listening to the greats in real time. We could go find young Sinatra. Nah,
1: I don't think he's a thing yet. But we do need a place to stay, and I'd like to rinse all of the, uh, um, this off of me. I'm sorry. Everyone does it their first time. I think you may have set a record, though. A hotel might not be a bad idea. <laughs>
2: And as far as I can tell, the geospatial target failed, so the system defaulted to send me to the spatial coordinates of the anchor point.
1: Fancy. You're lucky it didn't send you to the upper atmosphere, or worse, like deep space.
2: <laughs> that doesn't happen anymore. The timepiece has benefited from the extra seven decades of work.
1: So you're an ODAR agent. Huh. I guess they really do stick it out for the long haul. Why were you sent back here?
2: That part is a little harder to recall. You know, trying to remember is like grasping at fog. You get drained for this kind of stuff. But wow, I really don't know how anyone remembers. I'm sure. I'm sure it'll come back to me.
1: You, you really don't remember?
2: I, I can tell you about the cereal I ate this morning. Other than that, nothing.
1: Huh? I know the feeling. The timepiece puts you through a blender. But uh, you'll be pining for the future soon enough.
2: I, I won't miss it. Not much left for me in twenty.
1: 20- That's what I thought too. But you will. Trust me.
2: Oh, You've been here, what, six years now? You don't seem a total wreck yet?
1: You get used to the day-to-day, but I don't know. Sometimes you just remember things, little things. I'd be working on the timepiece and start looking for a sticky note to quickly write something down, and of course, we don't have those yet. You can't just put on whatever music you want whenever you want. I miss being able to do that, and it's so quiet. I don't know. If this
2: one bar here in 1949 is any empirical evidence, the music's a lot better. Plus, they don't make drinks nearly as strong as this in our day.
1: I choose the here and now. <laughs> to the here and now. Handheld calculators? Like, who knew I would miss those so much? Couldn't you have brought some of those?
2: I've got lemon drops if you want candy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> What's the deal with that waitress? What do you mean? She keeps scrunching her nose at you.
2: Oh, I get that face from all kinds of people. I guess I'm the only one here who, well... Looks like you? That's one way of putting it.
1: So, Dr. Nikhil Sharma, where's that accent from? Kinda British, kinda Indian?
2: I was born in Lahore, studied in Oxford, but the accent, I mean, it's kind of a hodgepodge of all the places I've lived, you know?
1: (laughs) Odar goes worldwide, huh?
2: You don't stop talking about work, do you? Honestly? Honestly? If my only, only time-traveling legacy was to erase whoever decided to invent internet comment sections, I could live with that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're drinking <laughs> me under, under the Ex- table! Excuse me, you're way ahead of me. Oh my dear, you haven't been to Chichen Itza? Darling, you simply must go to Chichen Itza.
2: (laughs) She was trying so hard to sound continental. I studied haberdashery under Devereux in Milan.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Mm. Um... Well, this is my room.
2: Oh, and, uh... This one right here is mine. Oh,
1: well, look at that. We should get some sleep. We'll have to drive back tomorrow.
2: Drive? Why not fly?
1: <laughs> you know how expensive plane tickets are these days? I'm not made of money, and it doesn't seem like you brought a sports almanac with you.
2: <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good one. Uh, you know, now that you think about it, I, driving might be preferable to flying after all. A small road trip of sorts. It, it, it would give me some time to get my memory back before I see the folks in charge.
1: You're just making excuses. No,
2: but you're right. Let's just drive. It can't be more than a couple of days. We can see the great American Midwest. Besides, we're, we're having fun, right?
1: You know what? You're right. I can't remember letting loose like this since, like, Vegas.
2: All the more reason. Yeah. Why, why don't you get out more?
1: I don't know. People just... I can't believe I'm telling you this. This is definitely the booze talking, but I don't know. Sometimes I just feel like... Everyone always handles me like I have to be carefully kept. I I can't tell who's being nice to me just because they're nice, and who's being nice to me just because they're trying to to milk out whatever's in my brain to keep building the timepiece. They they treat me like I've got, like, sharp edges. Really? I...
2: That can't be true. Well, I, for one, just so happen to like your edges.
1: That's oddly sweet. I mean,
2: maybe they could use a little sanding? Jerk. (laughs) Hey, I'm coming on a road trip with you.
1: Because you don't have a choice.
2: Hey, it'll be like one of those road trip movies.
1: I hate that genre. Corny music, cliched stories. I love road trip
2: movies. The characters always end up back at home where they started, but as people they're forever changed. I can't get enough of them. I even liked Crossroads.
1: With Britney Spears? Uh,
2: Crossroads had Mandy Moore.
1: Not in my timeline. Whoever. Love them all you want. I'm just saying that going on a road trip might be kind of nice, despite it being our only choice.
2: Hey, what? What's that?
1: Oh. My recorder. Uh, Not as fancy as yours.
2: It looks like it's still on.
1: Yeah. Oops. I must have accidentally hit the button or something, I guess...
2: maybe we could, um, maybe we could give this recorder a a break for a bit.
1: Um, no, why would I do that?
2: Oh, Uh, sorry, I...
1: Oh, uh, no, um, uh, thanks, but, um, no, I'm, uh, I'm just gonna take a look at a map and get our route started. Of
2: course, I'll let you work on that. Uh, Catch you for breakfast?
1: Yeah, sounds good. Get some sleep.
2: I will. You you should do when you're done with all that uh, mapping. And and thanks for saving my life again, by the way. So, sweet dreams, Sally Grissom.
1: Good night, Dr. Sharma. (laughs) Diary of Sally Grissom, October 30th, 1949. Dr. Nikhil Sharma and I are on day two of our drive from Philadelphia to Point of Exile, Colorado. I have to say, this actually isn't a half-bad idea. I'm getting to see this whole side of America I never really got to see. Ever since I landed on the Eldridge, I was kind of just getting shuttled from one prison to the next. It really is a whole nother world out here. Pretty sparse on the road. Most of the time it's just us, not another driver in sight. And trees, and hills, and plains for miles. It's it's beautiful, really. feels strange saying that, but that's the only way to describe it. That's not to say it's been all sunshine. It, it rained pretty hard yesterday, and frankly, my road trip partner isn't the best navigator. Hey We ended up taking a wrong turn, and instead of making our way through the great state of Indiana, we found ourselves accidentally driving through the adequate state of Kentucky.
2: If we hadn't done that, we wouldn't have gotten to try old-school Kentucky Fried Chicken. The real deal before they add all those hormones.
1: Personally, I'm of the suspicion that Dr. Sharma here is actually trying to detour us to stop at every single tourist trap he sees advertised on a billboard. Excuse me,
2: they are not tourist traps. The correct term is roadside attractions.
1: It's been a lot of sightseeing and grabbing meals at truck stops and hokey diners. <laughs>
2: The, the last
1: one? <laughs> okay, okay. That last one was definitely the My favorite.
2: worst.
1: Wait, wait, wait. Just just do the
2: voice again. Which one? The the, the boy who walked up to us or his mother? Yeah, the kid. Uh, <clears throat> Gee, mister. I, I know about white man and black
1: man, but a brown man? Nah, I've really seen <laughs> <them> all. <laughs> You were so <laughs> nice about it. I would have had no idea how to respond to that.
2: I had no idea how to respond to his mother.
1: Oh, but you mean when she saw you? <laughs> well, aren't you just a hot plate of curry? <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, what the, ah! what the was that? Something hit the windshield. I-, I couldn't see it in time. Did you catch where it came from? It must have been pretty big. Look at that crack. Wait.
2: I think it's coming from that guard in front of us. Look, look out!
1: Whoa! Ah! And- a beer bottle? Are they trying to kill us or something? That is a distinct possibility. Oh, come on, Sharma. So this isn't
2: exactly the best time to tell you this, but maybe I haven't been very forthright with you, Sally.
1: Literally the first thing I asked you. Come you, on, dude!
2: You you know how I couldn't remember my mission from Odar? Well, my mission was supposed to be to kill you. You're here to kill me? Hey, 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 calm down, I'm not gonna do it. How am I supposed to believe you? I don't know, they they want me dead too. I didn't leave 20 on such good terms, I'll have you know. What are you talking about? Listen, I'll explain everything, but this is not the time for exposition.
1: Do you have anything we can use? Um, uh, just some
2: packets of crisps and, and, and a large abundance of lemon drops. But Sharma,
1: of all things to stuff your pockets with before you go back in time.
2: Excuse me, I didn't expect to be in a car fight. Sally. Sally, Sally, what are you doing? Sally, what are you doing? Turn around. They want
1: to kill me, they better not miss. Hey, do you have a death wish or something? I don't know. Let's find out. (laughs) Oh, hell yes. Suck it, Odar. I made you. You wouldn't be here if it weren't for me. Literally. Because of physics. What a rush. Anyway, about this trying to kill me business... Uh What do you mean, not anymore?
2: Well, I don't know about now, but by my time, ODAR is not the most ethical of government agencies. Huh.
1: Let me guess. Like, the NSA and the FBI all rolled into one, spread across time like butter on toast?
2: W- what's the NSA? We don't have that.
1: Yeah, that tracks.
2: I found out some things they were doing and why, and I just... I couldn't abide that anymore.
1: It's ODAR! What did you think you were getting into? Protection! I thought
2: this was about course correction. No fixing disasters, last resort sort of deals. Not
1: you. you better not even tell me. I, I thought Roberts was supposed to fix this. Who? Roberts, Esther Roberts. She's head of R and D now. Chief advisor to Director Wickman.
2: Chet Wickman is dead.
1: Oh. Yeah, I, I guess he would be.
2: I planned to leave about a year before departure, but I was approached by this group. Listen, Sally. Oda sent me here to kill you, but. I'm here to bring you back with me.
1: (laughs) Nope. Bullshit. Actually not possible. Don't pull that Listen, just
2: listen. We just need a second anchor point. Like the Eldridge. Believe me, this could really work.
1: I'm sorry. I I just can't take your word for it. You're going to need to explain the physics on this one if you want my help.
2: This is Dr. Nikhil Sharma. Today is November 2nd, 1949. Here it is the very end of the road and this might be my last recording ever if i die here as long as our plan succeeds i can live with that do we need to go over it again
1: no i've got it the hardest part will be these guards out front once we get into the rainbow generators i can lock us in
2: okay just barrel into there get out of the car and speak confidently
1: relax i can
2: do this fine no fine it's it's just just what you're not a very good liar, is all.
1: You wouldn't know. You, you've you never seen me lie. Haven't I? We're not far now.
2: Sally, you've been here six years. The fact that you've been able to last this long without going utterly mad is a testament to your resilience. I can't say it will be easy, but I'm sure of it. Once you come back to 20... You will adjust. You will find friends again. Think about it. Friends who get your jokes and understand your references and can actually match the breadth of your scientific knowledge.
1: Sometimes when I think back on my life before, working on my research at MIT, it it all just feels like a dream, like... like this is the real world now.
2: this is the dream. Your world is waiting for you. When the time comes, just be ready to leave behind whatever you've got here.
1: I can't believe it. I'm actually going back. If I want to return to 1949, though, why why can't we just make an anchor point to come back here whenever we want?
2: Traveling across time is sure to kill you if done too many times. We are just making this anchor point so that future agents can use it one at a time and build out new ones.
1: Okay. You ready?
2: Yes. I don't mean to rush you, but there's no way those agents wouldn't know we're coming here. They may still be coming for us at this very moment.
1: It's fine. I can do this. Here we go.
2: That was really nice work.
1: I hope Odar never gets smarter than this.
2: They do, by a lot.
1: That's it right there in the window.
2: Wow, look at that old thing. Hey, troublemaker.
1: Let me just get this door open. You really think you can make this work?
2: We've had years to work it out, Sally. Don't worry.
1: No way, they're here already? I'm still working on this door, damn it!
2: They're happy to make any mess in Point of Exile to I get to us. But they
1: didn't want to kill anyone but me. Well,
2: they're clearly ready to kill a lot of people now. The plan's changed. I haven't exactly been getting the more up to date briefings.
1: Okay, got it. Get in, get in quick!
2: Hurry! That desk over there, block the door.
1: The, the generator, go! I'm on it! Here, you need to be done in like 10 seconds because they're gonna be, be done
2: in five got it okay sally i need you to close this circuit on the other side i
1: can't i'm trying to keep this door closed
2: it will only take a second just run here
1: you can make it sally
2: it's set what on god's green earth is going on Open sally door. now okay okay, okay.
1: Uh, yeah.
2: that cable right Ooh, there got it sally close the circuit Sally! I can't do
1: it. I can't leave. I'm not ready yet. Sally, this
2: is not the time to be having second thoughts.
1: Do it now. I'm sorry, but there's still work to be done in the past. This is home now. Roberts and Wickman, whatever Odar becomes, I need to be here to make sure it doesn't turn out that way. Sally, this is the way to make the anchor port, and bam,
2: Odar loses its grip over the history. They'll no longer have a singular point in history to keep revisiting every time they want to make a change. Other people can tamper with it. From anywhere on the timeline, there's an anchor free the world from Oda's clutches. Please, Sally, close the circuit. Come home. Ah! Sally, you've got some explaining to do. Sharma! Call me a nicker?
1: Get the
4: hell away from it. It's, it's quite the shot.
1: I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm, resp- I'm responsible and I... The, an- the anchor? Please, we can, we can get you patched, we can try again. It's not done. You're right, I, I can still close the circuit. Sally, you need to back
4: away now. Fine. Sally, I said step aside. Whitman, will you
1: shut the hell up? I can't hear him. You win. Playing foiled. I just want to hear him. Nikhil, what? What? Fine, what? Barlow. What?
2: Barlow? Barlow? Quinton Barlow is very dead. I see the beacons. Dotting the arc of time. Lighting the way to dawn.
1: Beacons, Ark of Time, w- waited on uh, <coughs> God, and and you can tell me what all that means tomorrow. Come on, Nikhil, come on, don't die. Sally, Nikhil, just hold on, okay?
2: When I dropped in the water, yeah, yeah. I knew I had to kill you.
1: say, see your breath.
2: But then, but then, then you pulled me out, and, and there you were.
1: Wickman, get a medic in here. Oh,
2: Oh sun and, and, and salt and, and sand.
1: Nikhil, don't just just stop talking, please. What 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 luck? Sally Wickman, please.
2: Some road trip, huh?
1: Nikhil, Nikhil, stay with me.
2: At least you're home.
1: Wickman, why are you just standing there? Move! Come on, Nikhil, Nikhil, come on, stay with me. Don't fall asleep. Stay with me. Nikhil! Come on! I need to know what this guy's up to before he wakes up again. I'll call you when I find out more.
5: You found someone? Who's from the future? What's his name? I can look him up. Hi Sally, just checking in. You should get this a day after we last spoke. Oh, happy belated reversary, I guess. If you could get me the name of the guy who had a timepiece, I'm pretty sure I can give you relevant information. Otherwise, I'm just gonna sit here for the rest of my life, like forever. Anyway, get it to me when you can. So you're not dead or vanished or I'd have heard, but I've got no clue where you're supposed to be these next few days. Anyway, I'm here, so you know. What's keeping her? Finally!
1: Um, hey. Made it back to Colorado. Everything is... Everything is the worst. (laughs) I'm... I'm in a bad place, I... I think I'm gonna gonna talk to Roberts about that shrink. I'll call
5: you later. Well, shit. Now I need to know about our mystery man from 20 Where he came from. Other than 20 I mean. So I went through every correspondence, every piece of tech in here, every memo and label stuck on furniture. You know what I found? Nothing, not a single item was from 20. 20- I found a dossier in here marked 96, but why doesn't anyone from Odar communicate with me past the 90s? It's as if Sally's time is the farthest out I can see, even with my best predictions and guesses. Not a sound from anybody out there. It's a bit eerie. What happens in the 2000s that blocks even my view into it? Something big. Something must have happened in Odar to make them radio silent. I don't know what it is. Throw that on the pile of mysteries.
0: Ours Paradoxica was created by Daniel Manning and Misha Stanton. Episode 14 Anchor, written by Tozaman directed and produced by Misha Stanton. Featuring Kristen Di Mercurio as Sally Grissom, Rin Beeler as Chet Wickman, Katie Speed as Esther Roberts, Robin Gabrielli as Anthony Partridge, and Arjun Gupta as Nikhil Sharma, as well as Conrad Mishik, with special thanks to Isabel Atkinson. Production help from Danielle Shamaya, original music by Misha Stanton and by Eno friedman Broadman. You can hear more at enoofficial.com or at enomusic.bandcamp.com. This episode also featured music by the U.S. Army Blues via the Free Music Archive. Come find us wherever we are on the internet. Our website, arsparadoxica.com, where you can find episode transcripts or grab merchandise at our store. You can also reach us anytime on your social medium of choice, at oursparadoxica or at our email, arsparadoxica at gmail.com. If it's Ars Paradoxica, it's probably us. Oursparadoxica Paradoxica is made possible by listeners like you. If you enjoy what we've done here, consider leaving us a nice review. And if you can pitch in anything to help us keep the lights on, go to patreon.com slash and pledge to support us monthly. And finally, Ars Paradoxica is brought to you by the internet. Not quite the Matrix, but pretty close.
3: Sixteen, six, twenty one, twenty two, seventeen, eighteen, 6, 21, 22, 17, 18, 25, 5, 21, 22, 17, 20, 18, 3, 6, 6, 22, 4, the weather in Tulsa today is rainy.
0: Welcome to our post rs Paradoxica roundtable. Uh, I'm Misha Stanton, producer of the show.
4: Dan Manning, I
0: head write everything.
4: My name is Tozaman, and I wrote this episode.
0: Thanks for coming in today.
4: Thanks for having me.
0: We wanted to talk a little bit about gun violence, which this episode contains in abundance. One thing that happened during the production of this episode was that as we were recording it, after the script had already been completed, as we were in the middle of recording, the shooting in Orlando took place. And it was very violent, and a lot of people died. And it really made us, at Ars Paradoxica HQ, examine the way in which we use gun violence in the show.
4: you know, I... Was really, really excited for my episode to go up, and obviously, I still am very excited, but it was kind of really. Jarring to know that we were kind of going to be doing all of these other things with it. You know, we had this whole discussion about, you know, do we want to have any more gun violence on the show? Do we want to wait on putting this episode out? And, you know, we had this really, really long, like many thousands of words discussion over our Slack channel about what to do about it. And, you know, I had volunteered to completely rewrite the episode three quarters of the way into the production timeline. And I know what we had ultimately landed on was not changing it at all. So I was thinking maybe we could talk a little bit about kind of what our thought process was with that and, you know, why we landed on it.
3: I think it was important that we don't just sort of scrub all instances of violence or violent content from our show, because even though our show doesn't constantly feature violence, there's still the suggestion of it. There's been instances of it before, certainly. In many shows, like Director Wickman, there is some heavy violence. And so... I feel like collectively we all thought that just taking it out would be a bad idea, and maybe that might not have been as necessary as we thought, but it was important that we talked about it.
0: I think that it was important that we ultimately not change anything from the original script that was submitted, because nobody uses violence in this episode in a way that is out of character or unnecessary for the characters motivations. We don't just do it for shock value. We're not just shooting people just to shoot people to make you jump and go, ah, we wanted to make sure that every time we use gun violence going forward, we have a bunch more instances of violence. We're not going to stop portraying violence, but we wanted to make sure that the way in which we portrayed it was real and was real to the characters and had real consequences for the characters yeah
4: you know if there was one thing that i could or maybe just like i could let our listeners walk away with one message after you know listening to this episode the thing that i would really want to get across is that this isn't something we kind of threw in for entertainment value i think you know if, if i could throw some shade for a minute you know We all have certain shows we love watching on Sunday nights that use gratuitous violence purely for entertainment factor. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, of course not. You know, I, I want it to be really clear that this is something that, you know, happens in the world. And just because this is a show meant for entertainment, we don't want to shy away from representing people as they are, as flawed as they are. And following Orlando, we didn't just have a discussion about gun violence. You know, we went back and forth about, you know, with a lot of soul searching about, you know, well, what do we want to include on this show? You know, can we talk about, you know, mental illness? or you know abuse or assault or any other number of things and I'm pretty sure where we landed on it was that people who experience those things deserve to be represented too and we want to handle these stories with great care and sensitivity and we're not always going to get it right but this is kind of I think the whole reason we're doing this is because we want to be really transparent about what our thought process is and why we feel this way and to show that this event really you know this horrible event in orlando really affected all of us on a personal level too so you know we're not kind of just ignoring it or pretending it didn't happen and just throwing the episode out there
0: yeah i'd like to say that the day i was recording with robin gabrielli who plays anthony partridge was the day of the shooting and i was profoundly affected as soon as i heard about it i was kind of dissociating for a lot of that day and when i sat down to record with robin over skype as we do i found that i was unable to continue i was already on the call with robin and i had to reschedule it was hard it was hard moving forward i questioned a lot of how we make the show what i'm trying to say with the show and i'm really glad that i have all of you lovely lovely writer folks to help me work through it Uh,
3: i think guns and gun violence in general are a very easy very simple way to increase stakes in order to create narrative change and I don't want to say that that shouldn't be used, but I feel like I would hope that when you're when you're creating and working with your characters, that you are treating them with the sort of respect, I guess, that you would treat a, another human. I, I think that using that out or using that route, it shouldn't be used as sort of, a, I don't know, an easy out to, to get rid of a character at the end of the episode. But... Nikhil Sharma died for a very specific reason.
4: Yeah, and and, and if I can, if, you know, if I can push back on that, you know, like as kind of like my social justice warrior self, if I hadn't joined the writing team in season two and I had still just been a fan, like I was in season one, and I was listening to this, you know, my first question would be, well, then why did you use gun violence as an easy out, right? And I just want to be really clear, like coming from the other perspective, like coming from the writer's perspective, you know, this was a really personal episode. It's some of my proudest writing. And and the reason it is that is because it's, you know, I I put a lot of myself into it and I see a lot of myself in these characters. So to see them die at the hands of gun violence, like especially, you know, following Orlando as someone who lives at the intersection of, you know, Brown identity and queer identity and Muslim identity, someone who lives in all of those realities at once. Like it was really emotionally difficult for me too. And for a lot of our writing team. So I just want people to know that, you know, We're listening, and we're not always going to get it right, but we're not coming from a completely tone-deaf place either. Yeah. I mean, thank you so much for
0: sharing this episode with us. We're so excited to have you on the writing team. Thanks. Our listeners, Toe is not going anywhere. Toe is joining the writing staff in perpetuity. We have a ton of good things coming in Season 2 and Season 3 and beyond. One last thing I do want to say is that just as we were profoundly affected by the events in Orlando... Just as Sally is going to be profoundly affected by the events of the episode you just heard, if you are profoundly affected by traumatic events in your life, please know that you're not alone. Please don't be afraid to seek help. Know that there are people out there who will help
4: you. Absolutely.
0: Just like there are people who will help Sally. And without further ado, this preview of Ars Paradoxica episode 15, Butterfly, premiering August 1st.
1: Roberts has been to see me a couple of times. Um. Despite what I've said about her, I mean, despite whatever ester genda she may have, it is nice when she checks in on me. Um, but lately, she's been on me to see this doctor. Some psychologist she had on file. And and I know, I I know that mental health is a serious business. I know seeking help is nothing to be ashamed of. And yeah, okay, maybe I'm a little, um, afraid at the edges. But, but, but I can't. I... I just can't take the responsibility of touching another person's life. I can't keep throwing stones in the pond when all the ripples turn into tidal waves. It wasn't just Sharma. I mean, I mean, who knows where Partridge or Barlow or Wyatt or Wickman or any of them would be. How much better off they might have been without me.